1: Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet.
0: Welcome back to The Full Ratchet on today's special segment of Investor Stories. The investors address trends, sectors, and markets that they think are positioned for outsized returns in the future. This is the segment called What's Next? On today's special segment, we have Nathan Banesh of Playfair Capital. Nathan, we talked a lot about artificial intelligence. Um, you also mentioned that you're focused on core science, areas in core science. Mm-hmm. Um what sectors or trends are you following that may have significant impact in the coming years?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean certainly uh, you know we're very we're very long on uh, on AI and, and core data technologies uh, you know as a way of creating new value and kind of, uh, and of making workforces and processes more efficient beyond uh, what's possible today and uh, And you know we also think about crafting exceptional digital experiences. As a way of essentially attracting, retaining, and growing a, a user base to surpass that of any competitors. So, really, like the segments that we're that we're looking at a lot these days is, as we mentioned, that any problem domain which which can be significantly impacted or enabled entirely by by AI technologies. One of which is uh, automating aspects of um, of uh, running an enterprise, and the other aspect that we would really like to focus on is. Uh, companies that are evolving user experiences, and that's specifically for procuring new products or information or, or services in a way that, that is more attuned to uh, how people want to, to, to do those tasks today, but, but is otherwise poorly served by incumbents.
0: Will you guys do investments that focus on workflow automation or, or knowledge worker sort of enhancement of their ability to do a job if it's not artificial intelligence?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I just think that uh, that in in a lot of the cases, machine learning and NLP and uh, and vision and data science are important aspects to solving those problems. But they're but they're not um, the only one. The only approaches that one can take. Ultimately, it's about driving the most value for for end users. And and if that requires a, a different set of technologies, we're not going to bias against it. We're not AI snobs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So on today's special segment, we have Christine Sai of Five Hundred Startups. Christine, are there any big sector changes or trends that you see on the horizon? If so, can you select a couple and talk about their potential?
3: I I think that in terms of big sectors or things that are going to be popular, I hesitate to actually say what I think is going to be popular because I don't know if that's a good indicator. I mean, there certainly have been <laughs> sectors that have been popular, and then they've you know the the business the markets themselves are not necessarily dead, but I think there's just kind of this like weird distortion of whether it's a, a hot market or not. So, I mean, great example is like subscription commerce or just commerce in general. You now, clearly commerce is a huge market. People are not going to stop buying things, <laughs> but you know, you hear it from a lot of investors, you know, sometimes without good reason that, Oh, I don't invest in commerce anymore. It's just like not whatever reason. And it's because there's, you know, huge rise and fall of just subscription commerce. You started to see, you know, you could get a monthly box of anything, and then there was eventually a lot of roadkill when a lot of founders realized that it was actually pretty hard to run these types of businesses, had no experience with supply chain, and, you know, the unit economics were just completely off. And you actually even start to see very big failures where companies just had raised tons of money and, you know, they tanked and they all kind of blame it on, oh, well, see, that means commerce isn't a good sector. And that's certainly not true. <laughs> right. But, you know, I, I do still think, you know, on the horizon, commerce is just going to continue to grow despite the roadkill. We're still very bullish on commerce and invest in actually some of the best performing companies we have are commerce. You know, I certainly think, you know, with payments and, and financial fintech, I think that's also going to be certainly an area of interest. There's already, there's already been kind of a lot of innovation in that area, but I think certainly that's, that's something that will be very interesting. And, and I guess the other area is certainly around the kind of like health, um, digital health. I'm certainly very interested in it from the consumer angle, but I think even for the other side, kind of the B2B side, whether it's working directly with doctors or hospitals, there will be a lot of change, I think, in hopefully addressing a lot of the inefficiencies in the market. But yeah, those are, I guess, some of the areas that I feel like are, regardless of whether it's trendy or not, that I hope to see a lot more great companies come out of.
0: This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world, and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Jeffrey Carter. Jeffrey, are there any big sector changes that you feel may materialize in the next few years? And if so, can you select one or a couple and talk about what you see coming?
1: I haven't given up on Google Glass. I want to see how that affects B2B industries. It doesn't feel like a B2C product to me, but what if every assembly line worker was wearing uh, Google Glass and was able to communicate throughout the whole supply chain with it? I think integration of mobile and video into supply chains could be very interesting. I think Bitcoin and blockchain are highly interesting. I'd like to see a lot more of that in Chicago. I think it's the best place for it. Yep. If we think about superstructures and silos, so for instance, in medicine you have these, like Cerner and Epic and these superstructures that kind of, they're siloed inside hospitals. How can you unbundle those using new technology of video, Bitcoin, blockchain, whatever, to create a new business and then topple them? In financial services, same thing. So, you know, you got banking exchanges, brokerage, different things. How can blockchain and Bitcoin affect that beyond the transactional value of fiat currency? There's a company called GoAbra.com that once uh, Jason is launch that was ingenious in the way that it used mobile and combined it with the blockchain to move dollars around. So more of that would be interesting. I'm really excited about the future, actually. We are in a renaissance right now, comparable to the 1400s, because of all the advances in computing technology and cloud and the cost of technology dropping and the cost of DNA and RNA research dropping that will be so explosive to lift humanity up. It's hard to predict even where it's gonna go or how big it could get, but I don't think traditional metrics that we've used are gonna apply 10, 15 years from now. So for example, today, there's more billion dollar startups than there ever were, but markets are bigger. There's more people online. They're spending six times online with 150 times bandwidth and speed and all this stuff. So what does that mean for a business when it starts up? Well, it can reach a billion dollars where 10 years ago, five years ago, it couldn't have. Does it scare people because it hasn't happened before? Sure. But that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means it is. I'm really hopeful for the future because I just see these decentralized mobile coming into all kinds of industries and creating new markets that didn't exist before being able to serve micro markets that were never reachable before and creating blowout businesses. with really. them.
0: You know, I've been reading a little bit lately about blockchain and it almost being used as a communication protocol and an exchange protocol, even beyond just the, the Bitcoin and the currency. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I think that in the short run, it's going to be awfully hard to dislodge fiat currency. The credit card companies are going to compete there's all kinds of things that are going to happen around that. I think, though, the blockchain, when you look at it, and then you start thinking about side chains and you start thinking about companies being able to issue equity virtually with the name coins and payment through supply chains being used that way, and then you start thinking about swaps and OTC credit derivative risk and all kinds of things like that, this idea gets really, really big. I think we're just starting to scratch the surface in it. It's got to be made so that it doesn't change human behavior huge. It's easy to use. So before Netscape happened, the Internet was pretty tough to use. I tried to use it back in 1986, messing around with them, and they were just difficult to use until they came up with that. next. Yeah. (laughs) AOL, you got a disk in the mail, and you put it in. and There was this way to surf the web. It was a web crawler thing, and then they came out with Netscape, and all of a sudden everybody could use stuff. It made it usable. And then email, instead of being vertically siloed, they went to one protocol and then everybody could email anybody and boom, look what happened. And so I think we're not there yet with Bitcoin, but when we get there, it's going to be way bigger than people think.
0: That will wrap up this installment of Investor Stories. Head over to thefullratchet.net to leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter, or find resources discussed on any of the episodes. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for listening.